Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Master Your Mental Podcast. If you are new here, my name is Paris, and I am the creator and host of the Master Your Mental Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here to tune in and hear my amazing guests and I describe the ways we can leverage and shift our mindsets to take the best possible care of our mental health. I launched the podcast as a way to motivate, inspire, empower, and educate people on these interesting topics. My background and passion for this all stemmed from the field of psychology. After completing both my BA in psychology and my MBA in healthcare administration, my passion for mental health only continued to grow. As a result of this, I launched Master Your Mental to bring more awareness, tips, and conversations to the table about these topics. You guys might be wondering, what does the mental stand for? Well, it stands for mindset, engagement, nutrition, talk about it, accountability, and love yourself. These are all the building blocks that make up what Master Your Mental is all about. If you would like to learn more, become a guest, or connect, feel free to reach out to me by shooting me a message on any one of my social media platforms you guys can find in the link in my bio on my Instagram at master your mental. Now let's get into the episode guys. Hello, hello, hello guys. And welcome to this week's episode. As you guys can tell, we are going to be getting into all things mental progress and healing this week. And of course, I'm not going to be getting into this topic alone. I have an amazing guest who I'm going to be introducing to you guys here in just a moment. But of course, you know, I wanted to give you a little preview and background on why I wanted to talk about this topic and why did I want to bring this to the table for you guys. And that reason is because this is something that a lot, a lot of us can relate to here on having these experiences where Um, my guest is actually going to get into this, but going through four near death experiences and the shifts that she experienced in that. So we all have these moments, right? Where we're in a certain season or pattern of our life and we're faced with challenges and obstacles and barriers and noticing those shifts and feeling called to do something else or to grow in a certain area or whatever that may be. But this episode is all about that story that my guest is going to be bringing to the table for you guys of her personal story and how she felt called to serve others in the form of helping them heal on their journeys. So it's amazing and incredible to just hear her progress here and just dive into this one. So I wanted to bring this to the table for you guys, because again, you know, just hearing the steps that she took, I find to be so valuable and helpful. And I thought that you guys would love this one. So I wanted to put it together and really bring her out here to chat about this with me and get into the details of what this journey is like and what this journey can be like for you guys and how you can apply some of these things and steps into your life and maybe some experiences that you may be facing right now or may have faced in the past. So hope that you guys love this episode. I had such a great time putting it together for you guys and I know that you will enjoy it. And again, before I go go ahead and dive on into this episode. Um, Of course, before we do that, the biggest thing that I got to do here is thank all of you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I cannot say it enough because without you guys, 
here supporting me, providing me with your feedback and insight, I would not be doing this podcast. I would not even have the motivation or passion just from hearing from you guys. So I want to say a big thank you and actually shout out to someone who had left me a review on Apple Podcasts. And that's something that you guys can actually do if you have not. You can head over to Apple Podcasts. You might be there right now. You can leave me a review and leave me a five-star review, write me what you think, share your thoughts. I have one right here in front of me, actually. So I want to read it off to you guys. So it's from the uh, person who left it is D Bleggs, and they said radical self ex- radical self acceptance five stars. What a truly inspirational podcast! Paris is so lively and authentic with her guest. This episode gave ideas of what you two do to work on accepting yourself and to live a happy, healthier lifestyle. I can't wait to hear more. So thank you, thank you so much for you D. D Blegs for going out and leaving this review and sharing your thoughts with me. I really, really appreciate it. And you guys too, if you haven't already, feel free to head over. You can leave me a review. I read all of them and I take them all to heart and try to make this show as best as I can for you. So love you guys. And let's go ahead and get into the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Master Your Mental. As you guys can tell, From the title here, we are going to be talking all about these aspects here of how to maintain mental progress and healing this week. And I'm not doing it alone. I am joined this week by my amazing guest here, Roxanne Chaput. Did I say it right? Yes, you did. Yes. (laughs) I know the last name's Roxanne Chaput, you guys. And Roxanne is super cool because she does a lot of awesome things. And I'm going to touch on a few and then go ahead and let her tell you a little bit more here. But Roxanne is a certified life coach who offers a variety of services to hone in and really help her clients unlock their greatest potential. So I'm super excited to dive into this topic. Um, just, you know, connecting with Roxanne and really bringing this to the table for you guys, because we're gonna be talking a lot about how to maintain that mental progress in terms of your healing journey and moving forward and overcoming barriers and obstacles. And I'm super stoked to have Roxanne here with us. So welcome Roxanne to the podcast. Thank you, Paris, for having me here. I'm super, super excited. Yes, I'm super excited to have you here as well. And before we go ahead and dive on in, um, tell us a little bit more about what it is that lights you up. (laughs) So many (laughs) things light me up. Yes. In in the essence of my work, a spiritual guidance, energy healing, life and love coaching, just guiding others into their healing and into their life is the most riveting and the most rewarding no. thing that I could ever be doing. So for me, it's very important for my mission to be known, um, that I am here to heal, love and awaken others, um, to the essence of their soul. I love that. And just, you know, getting into that there, like what was there a specific moment or something that happened for you to get you into wanting to do this work? And what was, what was that? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess we'll kind of start off with the life and love coaching, kind of why I got into that realm. So there was like a few different things. And um, yeah, so ever since I was a little girl, like I always guided others. Everyone always came to me for advice. Everyone came to me for guidance or wisdom, like even adults, like as a child, they would come to me, share the whole story, you know, (laughs) ask my afterthought, like, what do you think? What do you think I should do here? And I'm like, I'm six, (laughs) (laughs) you know? 
<laughs> and, and I always like had like this beautiful, like feeling of energy. Like I could always feel great energy around me, light energy, dark energy. I always knew like instinctually I would know someone as soon as I met them, I could read their entire life. Essentially. Like I knew exactly what they went through, just looking at the eyes of their soul. Wow. And so people kind of always knew that my mom's like, Oh my goodness. Like you should be like a counselor or a psychologist. I'm like, no, like that just didn't, that didn't re- like, it didn't resonate to be true with what I felt that was kind of gnawing at me. Mm-hmm. And I just had this great feeling that I was just meant to really impact others that I was going to impact humanity on a really greater level. It was like this burning feeling inside of me. And I would always ask my friends and family, like, Hey, like, do you feel this feeling? Like, do you like, feel like you're meant to do something more? They're like, Oh yeah. Like I'm good. I know I want to be a doctor. I'm like, Oh, that's great. But do you have like this burning sensation that you're just meant to serve like at a high, not a higher level, but like at a greater level, like you're going to be really serving a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They're like, Oh no, like I, I don't understand what that is. So I kind of kept that to myself afterwards because I just didn't know if anyone else could kind of resonate with how I was feeling Mm -hmm. and kind of fast forward through life. I went through, you know, some tumultuous, unhealthy relationships to a very unhealthy marriage. And I ended up leaving with my three beautiful children. And when I had my daughter, I kind of had like my first awakening, like, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? What am I allowing her to see? What am I allowing her to think that is okay and healthy? And that kind of started a little bit of my journey. And I knew that kind of my life wasn't going to be the same after that moment, like when that moment kind of happened. And it's funny because when I was pregnant with her, I knew that my life was going to change. I knew my life was going to change. I knew my, like my marriage was going to change. Like I knew everything was going to change. I just didn't foresee how that was going to kind of come about. So then a little bit after I had left the marriage, I experienced four near death experiences, which pretty, yeah, they were pretty eye opening and pretty much just allowed me to go even deeper into my awakening periods. And that's when I knew, like, after the first one, I was like, okay, like, I am not happy. Like I say, I'm happy. I say I'm good. I'm always good. Like I'm a bubbly person. I'm a positive person. However, what I'm doing doesn't feel like it's in alignment with my soul. I feel like I'm doing the career that I'm doing. I was an executive. I feel like I'm doing this because I I feel that I should, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel that I should do it. I feel that that's kind of the expectation that our parents, you know, and society kind of that pressure, that societal pressure that they put on us is that, you know, you go to school, you go to university, you get a nine to five job, you start a family, you buy a house, you know, like the whole, Mm -hmm. whole gamut. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, like this really isn't feeling in alignment. And I was driving one day after the first near death experience. And I was like, you know what, like I've been guiding people my entire life. And I I didn't really understand that this was a gift. And I was like, why am I just, you know, serving people that I come across? Like, why am I like, you know, serving my clients, my patients and that, like, why am I not trying to serve the world? Like, why am I limiting myself? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't understand, like, I never had social media or anything like that. I'm not a fan of kind of like that <laughs> aspect, unless for like the marketing aspect, you know, for your business, you kind of, it's essential. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know what, why am I not doing that? And then that kind of triggered me. I'm like, I'm starting a business. Like I'm starting my coaching business. So yes. I've been coaching my entire life, just never had a business, you know, or entity to kind of call, you know, a coaching business. So then I kind of went on that journey and that was like a, an, an amazing journey, an incredible journey. Like everything just kind of aligned for it to happen. 
there was like no resistance in the creation of the business whatsoever. Oh, wow. So Yeah. So it was absolutely beautiful. And then about two years after that, I experienced three near death experiences within six months of each other. Oh my gosh. And going through that, it kind of awakened me even further. Like it almost shook me a little bit even more. And I'm like, okay, like, what am I not doing that I'm supposed to be doing here? Like, you know, give me some signs. Let me know what I need to do. And I'm always been like a dream. Like I always did dream like interpretation. Mm-hmm. And I always like all my dreams really always came to reality. Like I would, I would vision things. I would have premonitions in my dreams and then they would kind of come to fruition or I would just avoided the situation knowing that it was probably going to kind of come, mm-hmm. you know, to a head. Wow. That's just, just listening to you really just dive into that and kind of share, you know, like your experiences and your background into that, and especially how that lines up with what you're doing and always having felt called to that from such a young age, like, and just, you know, especially when you bring up the near death experiences almost and like having those moments and really like experiencing those shifts to doing what you're doing now and working with people. And like you said, you've always had that something inside of you to do something, more to do something greater in terms of impacting lives. But like you said, you just weren't sure exactly what that was, what it looked like, but that's amazing because to really hear from your journey so far of literally going from, you know, having this marriage and then, you know, overcoming these challenges and leaving that and then having your kids and, and just, it's just really cool to hear that. And just, you know, what you've been able to accomplish in that time and kind of build this up. So, you know, I'd love to ask you, um, especially when we're talking about this here, um, you know, on this topic of maintaining that mental progress, right. Especially when you're faced with challenges, like you brought up, right. Like literally experiencing not just one, but four near death experiences, and then shifting your career, right? Cause you mentioned, you know, you were, you were working as an executive and the different things like that. And then going from that and completely changing. So what was that like for you to, you know, really, you know, begin that transition? Like, I'm, I know you mentioned, you know, not feeling re- resistance or anything, but what was that process like for you? Yeah. So I think like there was no resistance in the creation of the business and knowing that I was going to have this entity and build this empire in in that facet. However, I did have, you know, like, as you know, like the mind creates negative self-doubt and it's like, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, like, what am I doing? Like, am am I really leaving a six figure job in order Mm -hmm. to go to potentially, I don't know what I'm going to make at this point. But like, there was a bit of that fear and a bit of that hesitancy and like the Bentley, you know, the benefits, the pension and so forth. And Mm -hmm. I think we grew up with parents in an era that it was work nine to five, get Mm -hmm. your pension, get your benefits, security, stability. Like that was really important where this generation is, is completely different. It's all about kind of passion based and like Mm -hmm. following what they truly desire to do, which I think is absolutely beautiful. So there was just a little bit of, you know, my parents, are you sure like this is what you (laughs) want to do? But my mom was like, you know what? Like you've always landed on your feet. You have a great head on your shoulders. Like I trust you. I trust your decisions. She's like, but I'm a coward. She's like, I'm going to say that, you know, bluntly. She's like, I would stay in the nine to five, the security 
And I would never take the risk because I'm not a risk taker, but she's like, it's so beautiful to see that you are like that. You're able to go and just trust your instinct and trust your soul and just kind of follow that path. Oh my gosh. That's, that's such a beautiful insight, especially like having that come from your mom, like seeing that in you. So, oh my gosh. And then just, you know, hearing you bring this up. So I'd love if we can kind of get into, um, so talking about the near death experiences, like after those experiences took place, like what kind of shift or shift did you notice in your life? Like, what did you experience after that? Expansive, expansive shift. Mm -hmm. What ended up happening was, so I'm indigenous. So here in Canada, we have a native culture. Um, We're indigenous to the land and I am indigenous. So I am Métis. So I'm French and native. Mm -hmm. So for me, my ancestry was always very important, but it was never something that we had kind of spoken about. So like going through my self-mastery journey, it was really important for me to understand my ancestral roots. And I always felt like I was being called to my origins. I was always being called to my ancestry, but I never quite understood why. And I kind of ignored that. And after the last near-death experience, I had this dream for almost four months straight of this beautiful Indigenous woman. And she was standing at this ravine. And like I said, it was every night for four months. And there was teepees right beside her. Mm-hmm. And she kept putting her hands out to me. And the connection to her felt like she was my maternal grandmother. And she kept humming this song, this beautiful, beautiful melancholy. And it was such a beautiful, beautiful melody. And I was like, where did I hear this song? Like maybe subconsciously I heard it somewhere and I'm interpreting it into my dream, but I, I tried shazamming it. I tried everything. So I ended up <laughs> going to one of these elders in my community, um, in, in our, in our Métis community. And I told them I was hemming this song for him. He's like, oh my goodness. He's like, that's a traditional healing song. Like that hasn't been heard for like, I think he said over like a hundred years that they haven't actually used that for like their healing, like their healing. Oh, today. wow. He's like, my grand, my great grandfather used to sing that to us. Mm. His great grandfather was a shaman. Like he comes from a, a generations of shamans of energy healers, medicine men is what they call it in the culture. So I was like, oh, okay, my goodness. He's like, but it's not exactly that it's a, there's, it's almost like it's specific to you. Like it's not the exact hymn that he used to like chant to me. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Okay. I'm like, well, what does that mean? And he's like, well, she's calling you to the land. Like she's calling you to come and heal. And it's funny because the image in the dream, she was always by the exact same piece of land with her hands hands open and calling me. So I was like, oh my goodness. So I met with, I have like a lot of friends that are obviously very spiritual and very in touch with like spirit and connection and all that. And I have this beautiful spiritual mentor and spiritual guide. And she's like a galactic guy. She's just an incredible person. And she's like, I told her about my dream. She's like, she's calling you to the land to come and heal and to like, come and be a healer. You know, and that's like, what she come- said. Yes. Oh, wow. She's like, and come and like, do your traditions because shaman, like shamanic, like sh- in shamanism, like being a shaman, you cannot, you cannot actually just learn to be a shaman. Like, it's not something like a medicinal doctor where you go to school and you can become like a doctor, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. It's either you're oh. born into being a shaman, like an energy healer, you're initiated, you're awakened to it. And then a shaman has to initiate you into the sh- like the shamanic world. Like it's not yeah. that you can just kind of oh declare yourself as a shaman. So she's like, she's calling you to the land and she's telling you that, you know, you need to follow your, your ancestry. You come from 
like an ancestry of shamans of medicine men and medicine women. I was like, oh my goodness. And that would make complete sense on what she was. Isn't that so cool? Like just with the whole dream thing, that's what I'm kind of trying to, you know, dive deeper into learning more about just like the meanings behind this, because especially when you bring up having that for four months, this dream and just like having that meaning and understanding, you know, like being called to do this is like just really cool to me, like the connections between these different things and understanding that. So, I mean, Wow. And, you know, just, I love to ask you, like, you know, so far on your journey with all of this in terms of, you know, healing yourself and working with clients, like, have you, can you share with me like one moment in particular that that stands out for you as being like one of the most impactful moments that you've personally experienced so far on your journey? Yeah. So there, there would really be two experiences and one is just for myself. And the other one would be with my client, my, my first healing client, which was absolutely incredible. So my healing journey, when I was having that dream and after I had received the guidance from my elder and from my spiritual guide, that, that morning after the last dream that I had had, I had had the dream the night before. And I woke up in the morning and I told my fiance, I'm like, listen, I'm being called to the land. I need to go and heal. And I knew exactly where I needed to go. Like no one had told me where I needed to go. I just knew where there was ancient healing grounds, like traditional healing grounds in the indigenous culture. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm called, I'm being called to go heal. I need to go heal. And then I, I literally drove there. It was two and a half hours. It's pouring rain. Okay. Like pouring oh, rain wow. outside. It's a two and a half hour drive. And on the way there, I'm not a crier. Like I show my emotions. I experience my emotions, but just to cry and sob for like hours. is just not my character. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just not how I've ever like carried myself. And that happened on the drive. Yeah. On the drive for oh. two and a half hours straight. And I kept singing that song. I kept like playing the same indigenous song over and over and over oh again. Gosh. So I get into these grounds. Okay. So it takes about 20 minutes to get to this healing, to the healing property, to the healing spot. And there's this beautiful, beautiful healing rock, like made of like limestone. Yeah. And it might keep in mind, it's pouring rain. So I'm walking to the rock and I literally sit on the rock and I'm there for over four hours and I'm doing a smudging ceremony. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with smudging. No, no. Oh yeah. So smudging is like, um, an indigenous culture. It's an indigenous tradition where we clear spirits, we clear energy. And it's kind of like a prayer. It's almost like a ceremony. It's very sanctimonial. So to clear that out of your system or what would it be? Yeah. Like you'll, you'll hear about cleansing in homes. Like you have shamans go and do cleansing in homes. Old traditions will kind of, they take like a smudging stick, like, um, like a sage stick, a cedar tobacco. And it's just something it's very ceremonial. It's something that you do to cleanse like every part of your body, your chakras and so forth. Oh, wow. So I'm sitting on this rock for hours and I'm doing this beautiful ceremony and all of this, and I get pouring rain and out of the entire time that I'm there, no word of a lie, not one single drop of water hit me the entire time that I was there and it was pouring and there was no like enclosure over the rock or the stone. Oh, wow. So the whole time there, it was pouring, pouring rain. And then you got there and it was like still raining. I just, not one drop of water hit me the entire time that I was sitting on that rock. Oh my gosh. And in that moment, so like, I know you, so in that moment of that, that was your experience, right? So like one of the, like the most profound experiences for you is having that, you know, you woke up again from the dream and then went there and then started doing, doing this. And then really, is that when you kind of recognize like, this is the work that you are are being called to do? Or is that when, when you're like, okay, this is what, what it is to help others heal these different things. Is that the moment? 
as soon as I was sitting on that rock and I felt that reconnection to my soul, the reconnection to mother nature, to the wind, to the earth, to feeling the trees, to, to the animals, to the water, because it was all surrounded by all the elements, except for fire, obviously. Um, <laughs> and then all, of a, all of a sudden, a deer, bunny, a chipmunk, everything is coming out of the woodworks and kind of this little chipmunk. It sounds so beautiful. Oh yeah. Oh, if I showed you pictures, you'd be like, wow, like it's a very beautiful spot. And there's this little chipmunk just kind of hanging out beside <laughs> me. I'm like, I have no food. Like I don't got anything for you. But, you know? but as soon as I had that moment and literally I was crying on that rock for four and a half hours, just reconnecting my soul to, to who we are as human beings, nature. Right. And it was so incredible. So the, yes, I knew right then and there that this was what I was meant to do. I was meant to heal others. And after I did that healing ceremony and that healing kind of celebration with myself, I am like, okay, I need to see if this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm just going to ask friends and family to come with me and see if I can do the exact same thing, replicate the same thing and have the same outcome. And every single time it was, it was just healing. And they're oh like, gosh. they're like, Oh, I don't even know what this is. I'm like, well, how <laughs> would you describe it? Like, I need a testimonial. They're like, just wow. Like, they're like, I, I don't know. She's like, if my husband asked me or, you know, like if my girlfriend asked me, I'm just going to say, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> That's so cool. Just like ha- having you share that, you know, like of going through that experience of when you got there and actually, you know, participating in this and just really like getting yourself in that position of like, when you can work on, do this work to help others do that is just so beautiful because that's what I always think is so cool. Um, with these conversations, just hearing the history behind, you know, why people do what they do or what, you know, what makes you passionate about this or what gets you excited. And I can definitely hear it in your voice from hearing you speak about this, especially from when you mentioned the transition, the transition of, you know, how you used to live to now and just feeling like you're living in your purpose and you're really doing that is just absolutely incredible because I know, you know, there's definitely, you know, so many people out there who probably feel that, you know, feel like, feel what you felt, right. That, that same calling of like, you know, I want to do more. I don't know what it is. I'm trying to figure it out. And that's super cool because hearing your story, you know, is, is great to give hope to others that, you know, you might not know right now, but you know, that, you have that feeling of wanting to do something else, but you're just not sure. Um, that's an, it's an awesome story to hear because that really just restores the hope back into that, you know, it's, it's going to happen and it's going to come just like you said that these things happen at certain moments in life and kind of come about in different ways. So that's amazing that you were able to, you know, have that for yourself and then give that gift back to others to really give them that impact that you experienced, especially when you're talking about, healing and, you know, especially healing from, you know, traumatic experiences and being able to reconnect the dots on that and just move forward in like a really sustainable way. I love it. And, you know, I just, I love just hearing things like this and, you know, being able to, you know, bring attention to stuff like this. So, you know, the, another question I love to ask you actually is something I love to ask everybody. So I love this question because, you know, I always get a different answer, you know, no one ever kind of gives the same response. It's, it always is bring so much value. So Roxanne, of course I have to ask you this one. So in this moment right now in your life, what are you doing to master your mental what I do to master my mental is I journey. So in shamanic culture, we do a lot of journeying where we just, it's kind of like a form of meditation, a form of trance where we go and we connect with our soul and we connect with our spiritual guides and our animal guides. 
and that and spending time with my family and just being with my partner and my children, like it just brings out the joie de vivre in my life. And it just (laughs) makes everything worth it. You know, it makes everything, you know, just so simplistic that we are all love. We are all based of love and connection. And that is the most important thing of us being here. Oh my gosh. That's so beautiful. And just especially hearing you expand more on that journey aspect, right. Of relating it back to meditation. Cause that's something that, you know, I found, and, you know, a lot of other people that I connected with really share with me of, especially what you mentioned too, in your like breakthrough moment of being out in nature, surrounded by all these different elements, because, you know, it truly, it does help a lot. Right. Especially when we're getting outdoors, you know, like everyone kind of understands that, right. Get outside, you know, you know, be in nature and do these different things, but you, you practice it, you live it. You don't just, you know, you know, do it a couple of times. Like that's your, that's your lifestyle. And that's really what you really, really honor deeply to being able to deliver these practices to the people that you're serving. So that's incredible to hear that you really prioritize that as a main priority, you know, doing this, getting out there, connecting with nature and just having that as a huge staple in your life, I think is amazing. Cause you know, just for me, like I haven't had experience in the same area as you with, with what you do. But, you know, I know for me, when I do, I do have the opportunity to be out in nature for long periods of time without my phone present with the other people around me. And actually in that moment, instead of constantly like thinking back to what's going to happen tomorrow or what's for dinner or always like my mind is always going everywhere else. It's, it truly is incredible when, And I know, I definitely know you understand this, you know, continuing to practice that, how that really helps for you to have more awareness of the thoughts that you have. Like you mentioned earlier, you know, having these negative thoughts come in and having these, you know, limits like constantly thrown your way and presented towards you when you know that, you know, you're transitioning and, you know, you didn't experience that resistance with, you know, stepping into your purpose, but you had different kinds of resistances. So for you to be able to overcome that is just, you know, another great example to show people that, you know, like look at Roxanne, like look at her story, like look at what she's doing, like check out her work. Because again, it's just another example of the things that you've learned and utilized to be able to come out the other side, you know, especially like experiencing the things that you did, you know, when you do bring up having those four near death experiences, having this marriage that you left. And then, you know, cause that's the thing is you, you went through a lot of difficult and challenging things. And as do we all, you know, we all have those experiences, but you've really made the best of it. And you really use that and turned it into a gift. So I think that's absolutely incredible. And I just want to thank you for, you know, taking the time to come out here on master your mental and just share these experiences, share your story and your journey and the work that you're doing with us, because it is really cool. Um, super inspiring to see that. And just, you know, to be able to, you know, gain value from that. So thank you so much for coming out. It's been absolutely amazing. Thank you, Paris, for having me. Thank you so much. Yes. I can't wait. I can't wait to share this and I'm so excited. And you guys, I want to thank you as well, you know, for being here and tuning in and listening and, you know, whether it's the daytime or the nighttime, I hope that you guys have a great rest of the day or nighttime. And on that note, I'm going to say bye to you guys and wish all of you well, um, love you so much and also say bye to Roxanne. So bye to you guys and bye Roxanne. So bye Bye. Roxanne. Bye. Bye.
All right, guys, that was the end of the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. As always, if you guys would like to get in touch with me to become a guest or share your thoughts, you can do that in a number of ways. You can shoot me an email at hello at masteringmental.com or you can DM me on Instagram at masteryourmental, where you can also find a link in my bio that you can use to find me on all of my other social media platforms. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day and thank you so much for listening to the Master Your Mental podcast. Have a good one, guys. Bye.